Welcome to Horrible Friends. We're a podcast in book club format about horror movies. This week we've got Thanksgiving. Starting off, I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the way this podcast generally works is that we do a little bit of history here. We do the plot, the cinematography, and special effects, music and sound, and we do our own take on a spoopy rating score. Dan, what do you have for the history on this one? Okay, so, uh, and first off, uh, to any listeners listening to this on a day of release, I, I, I want to say, uh, happy Thanksgiving, uh, in the States at least. Um, I, I hope that you're gonna eat a lot and, uh, hate yourself after. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And just watch out for those turkeys. Yeah, watch out for them Turks. Watch out for them Turks. I don't know what you can't, you can't, wow, can't, oh, can't, 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 Cancel then. Let's no. walk back. No, that's not what I meant. That's okay. that. We're publish it. Publish it. No, <laughs> fuck that. He said it. It happened. Dan, you're canceled. Put, up, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Watch out for them Turks. Watch out for, Watch them out on- for all those dirty Turks. Says <laughs> Dan. <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like, the accent you used when you said it too. Oh, maga, maga, boy. maga, maga, maga. Oh boy! Wow! This is, um, this is thanks there's, killing. If there's anything Dan hates, it's Turks. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, this is thanks killing. Um, uh, not a racist movie uh, in nature, but um, I somehow managed to accidentally do it. So this is thanks killing. Came out in 2008. <laughs> Uh, and as we did last week, we are going to continue with the taglines. Uh, taglines are when we are, uh, are, sorry, you know what a tagline is. What am I saying? Uh, we're going to get you guys in. A tagline um, is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's what goes along with the movie. I, guess. I will say, Dan, there are two taglines for this movie. I only know the one, so you can fill me in on the second one. Uh, the do. first, the first tagline for this movie is warning boobs in the first second. <laughs> they ain't lying. No, <laughs> they're, not, they're not lying. Uh, what, what's the other one, Chris? I'm pretty sure it's gobble gobble, motherfucker. Oh, that okay. Well, there we go. So th- these are both very accurate taglines. Um, so our director here is Jordan Downey, uh, who also voices the turkey in this movie. Uh, Jordan Downey is known for Thanks Killing Three. There is no Thanks Killing Two. Um, the Headhunters, which is, or the Headhunter, sorry, singular, uh, which is kind of popular. And, uh, he's done a lot of other shorts. So there's not, he hasn't done a whole lot of movies in terms of directing. The budget for this was $3,500. Holy uh, Approximately. Shit. And you can really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they used every dollar in that $3,500. Every dollar. Uh, fun fact, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 3 was actually uh, done on Kickstarter, and that's how they made their money on that one. Uh, All right, now that makes sense. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So the movie was never came out in theaters. Surprise, surprise. It went straight to DVD in 2009. Um, 
Fun Could fact. Could you imagine this, that? Yeah. Go ahead. Could you imagine that on the big screen? Oh my goodness. How, what a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hate seeing this in a theater. I mean, well, it's like, it's, we might, we might be. Theater going experience for a movie like this is completely different than watching it at home. I think the only thing I'd be upset about is spending movie theater money to see this on the big screen. There. As I understand it, New Jersey just made it a lot easier to appreciate this movie. <laughs> so seeing it in theaters might might actually be kind of fun. Hell, uh, what was it? Uh, Oregon just, uh, you know, made it so much easier to enjoy this movie. Yes. Anyway, so you New, want. Jer- New Jersey is where you go to watch the movie. Oregon is where you go after the movie. So you move from <laughs> weed to just full-blown crack after the movie. <laughs> no, that's where you no. go if you want to be in the movie. Correct. That's a, that's a- <laughs> So a couple of fun facts about this. Uh, Downey and his friends uh, actually taught themselves how to do a lot of the skills in order to do the movie. To uh, It shows. Yeah, it definitely does. But, you know, that's pretty impressive. They, they taught themselves yeah. how to do, like, different things on the computer, computer animations, and uh, different things like that. So it was pretty cool. Um, this was actually adapted into a musical, which I, I want to no. watch that. I want to watch it. Come on. <laughs> Uh, the filming location of this is in Granville, Ohio. Fucking um, finally, not Canada. And also Vancouver, I have here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't let me finish, Jarvis. It's also Vancouver. My apologies. <laughs> I love that we always just go right to Vancouver. We never say anywhere else in Canada. It's always Vancouver. Well, that, last... that's pretty much where all the shooting happens in Canada. <laughs> yeah, they must get like a lot of uh, a lot of tax breaks or something to go there. They do. They do. Yeah. You get a lot of loonies for that. Our nude clock this week. So every week, whenever we have nudity in a horror movie, we do a nude clock. And our nude clock is based off of us not being pervs, but actually us kind of talking about how uh, nudity in horror movies is uh, occurs very often and the unnecessary nature of it. Um, and I so, think this one takes the cake. This one definitely really should yeah. be the example of like unnecessary nudity in a movie. This one breaks records, in fact. It does. It really does. And our nude clock this week comes in at 37 seconds, uh, just as the tagline says. Not the first second, the first what? 37 seconds. Is it? I thought it was like literally the first scene. Not to be it, fair, it is, like the first but... like 30 seconds is credits. It's the credits, right. So well, the, well, the, cre- well, the main credits happen after this scene. That's fair. Okay. Now, now I'm on board. The actual first scene that you see is, is boobs. It's almost yeah. the first frames of the movie. Yes. So completely to- unnecessary boobs. And completely I, unnecessary. I don't want to diminish my position. Like I'm not, I agree with Dan, you know, this originally started with us, you know, it, we, we, we really wanted to highlight, you know, the amount of nudity is just silly in some horror flicks, but let's be honest, we enjoy it. But at this point, like this amount of nudity for absolutely no value is exactly why we started this nude clock. Absolutely. Uh huh. It was absolutely gratuitous. And uh, I just wanted to note that the woman we see is uh, Wanda Lust, which is <laughs> probably the most porn porn name that you could possibly have. Oh, she's listed in the credits as, you know, a porn star. Mm-hmm. That's like having the name Kirk Ramrod. 
<laughs> not a porn name. <laughs> I can have a porn name. I'll be Pete Jones. Pete Jones. <laughs> yep, Pete Jones Pete is a good Jones. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so other movies that we could have watched that were from 2008 and were horror movies that weren't Thanksgiving. We could have watched Cloverfield. We could have watched The Strangers. And, of course, the blockbuster. Who could forget the amazing movie, The Happening? Oh, what, ma'am? No. I no. Quick question, hate Mark Wahlberg. Worst movie: The Happening or Thanksgiving? The Happening. Mark Wahlberg's. Mark Wahlberg's. The Happening. It's The Happening. Yeah. Now I want Mark Wahlberg in Thanksgiving Four. That's <laughs> definitely what I oh, want. Oh man. Hey Turkey, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> that's a that's a really good Mark. That was really really good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, so the runtime of this movie is approximately 70 minutes. And if you really want to watch, if you really want to watch this movie, if you want a good Thanksgiving movie, horror movie, uh, you can watch us on Pluto TV, Tubi, or Vudu for free. And Prime. And Prime. And Prime. Okay, I didn't. If know you have that, it's not Prime. it's not free, obviously, but it, it is available on Prime. Yeah. So just gather your family around, and after you have your big turkey dinner, you tell everybody what you're thankful for. Just sit down and watch this movie. Because it's a good family bonding experience. I yeah. plan to do it this year. All right. And with that, I am going to pass it over to Chris, who has our plot summary this week. Uh, well, thank you, Dan. And um, I would like to add that, um, yes, this is a movie I chose. Um, I would also like to add the first time I saw this movie was roughly 10 to 11 years ago, where me and... Uh, Dan sat down ourselves and we watched this movie and I don't know why during that time we loved this movie and thought it was hilarious, but watching it now, I'm so sorry, everyone. Well, you matured a little bit, you changed because yeah. I remember at the time Dan came to me and said, Chris showed me this movie. We have to watch it. And he made me sit through this movie. So Dan has seen this movie more than anybody. I've seen this movie a lot. And let me tell you, it's a movie. It is indeed a movie. I I guess we could argue that it, it, it's a movie, I guess. You're right. We could argue that it's a movie. I, you know what? That's the third tagline. It's, it's, it's a movie. Ar- you could argue it's a movie. <laughs> So, our story opens, a little title message saying, it's 1621, moments after the first Thanksgiving. And as Dan said, first clip of the movie, we have boobs. And it is a pilgrim running away with clearly a shirt designed not to cover boobs in any way. Um, she's running through the woods as you hear just screams in the distance. And as in every horror movie trope, she's running, trips, and falls. And as she slowly backs away from her attacker, we see it's a turkey who says, and I quote, nice tits, bitch. And he proceeds to take Excellent. Excellent take. Excellent. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. (laughs) I worked hard on that. Um, he then takes a hatchet he has and kills her off screen. And we then get the 
longest opening credits that this movie deserves. So long. It's so long. <laughs> they they played the song in its entirely entirety, which is just, I think, one key on a keyboard. Yep. <laughs> I, I really have to say, I did dig, dig that song, though. I really got into it. Get out of here. But there are, like, like, there are like eight people in this movie. What, first off, like, why... What are they celebrating? Look what they did. Like, they should not <laughs> be putting their names to this. But, okay, so, so going back to Miss Pilgrim, the, her, her clothes are untattered. There's no blood strewn about her, about her person, you know. She is not all that alarmed. It just looks like she had her tits out and started hearing screaming and decided to run. Like, <laughs> I what follow. The? I follow. I, yep. I, I get it. I, yeah, I do that sometimes. And it, it's shameful that I have to be like disappointed that I saw boobs, but like this movie, <laughs> this movie just had to give you a reason to watch the fucking rest of it. And it, it went with the lowest common denominator right off the bat. I wrote this down because all of you would think this was funny at the line where he says, nice tits, bitch. So Tiff was watching it with me. And as soon as he said, nice tits, bitch, Tiff got up and said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a similar experience. Mallory lasted a little later, but eventually she just said, I don't know why you're still doing this. And she walked away. Uh-huh. Please tell your uh, both of your wives, I'm sorry. I feel like our significant others are like, are you okay? Like... Why are you oh. doing this to yourself every week? <laughs> uh, well, Jackie started watching this one with me, and I think just after this scene, uh, she leaned back and fell asleep. <laughs> so, um, after we get this long and unnecessarily drawn-out set of credits, um, we cut to our heroes of the story. We have five college students, Kristen, Allie, Billy, Johnny, and Darren. And holy fuck, did they pick these people to basically play the 100% horror movie stereotypes. So, so painful. Oh, they mm-hmm. had, they were all caricatures. I have yeah. a fat redneck, drooly yep. nerd, yep. douchey jock, yep. slutty girl. Check. And, uh... Kind of like nerdy girl. Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, she's the only no. one I don't think fell into a specific category. Hers no, she was, was a terrible she was, actress. No, she was the pure mm-hmm. one. Yeah, pure. Like, but she wasn't. She was trying to get with Johnny the whole movie, so she wasn't that that pure. Yes, but she wasn't like, I'm gonna slob on that knob like Pretty the other much. chick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Her, her look. All I know is two things about the slutty girl. Uh, it's called Thanksgiving, not Titsgiving. Oh, God. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That was about Billy. Um, Yeah, that was about Billy. (laughs) When he rips his shirt up, he's like, Uh oh, Thanksgiving, no tits. All right. Uh, And then... um, Well, that's the holiday we all really want, though. Let's be real. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Billy's Titsgiving. Yes, I will watch that movie. Um, Who gets that excited about Thanksgiving break? That they rip off their shirt, their wife beater, their dirty, sweaty wife beater. You know, and if you if you fast forward the scene, we're going to go back and finish the scene. But if you fast forward in the scene when he gets to the Jeep, he had another shirt in the Jeep that he puts on after he put the one. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, he was prepared to do it. 
And honestly, I like that better than it was just going to be like a cut and all of a sudden he had a, you know, fixed shirt on. And I'll I'll actually uh, I'll save my other comment for when we get there because we're all going to make a comment about it. So I'll, I'll leave it in suspense right now and I'll let Chris mm-hmm. with you. All right. So as they start, you know, walking to Johnny's Jeep, that's when they're joined by Darren, the slobbery jewelry nerd, who immediately just starts gushing over Johnny, like, "Oh my God, you're the second string quarterback." Never thought I'd ever see someone so excited to meet a college second string quarterback. Are they college or high school? They're college. This is college. Okay. You know who also was a second string quarterback? Tom Nick Foles. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. My wife. (laughs) She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Nice. So, um, they all hop in. Johnny's Jeep, which, you know, apparently he's just driving them all home from uh, college for Thanksgiving break. And Darren gets the idea, yeah, we should we should all talk about what we're thankful for. We get a couple little, uh, some very obscure, random character develop moments. Um, Allie then just gets called a hoe. And Darren just kind of goes on that he's going to do the sex this break. And with someone in that Jeep. Because that's how it works. You just pick someone and say, we're going to do the sex. That's how it works. Yeah. Man. I mean, it wasn't much of an, so much as an offer from him for the sex. Yeah, no. It was a It was more of like a, a threatening promise that he was going to do it to someone. <laughs> it was, a, no, it was absolutely a declarative statement. It had no, <laughs> there was no hope involved. It was like, I'm fucking one of you. And it, it it doesn't matter who it's going to be one of you. It was not based <laughs> of gender. It was like, hey man, this is happening. So buckle up. Yeah, I, I love how uh, fluid he is. He's so perfect. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to fuck something. <laughs> and honestly, people weren't as uncomfortable as I thought they would have been after he said that. They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. This whole fucking opener, man, felt like a scene from Zoe One Hundred and One, but like, <laughs> but like one that like. Never, ever should have seen the light of day. It's so impossibly bad. The dude shows off his biceps. Who is it? Johnny? Shows off his biceps to Darren. And he's like, look at these weapons of mass destruction. And I was like, you know, my grandma used to compliment me that way, but at least I got a caramel (laughs) afterward. You know? Like... A lot of the butterscotch candy after that. Oh, they're just the best. A lot of the uh, dialogue was... Very cringeworthy, though. Like, oh, it's so cringy. They would, they would be like, "Oh, you're gay," or like, "You faggot," and like, all, like, yeah. constantly calling the one woman like a hoe and a skank, which was like, set aside the fact of like that it was accurate, that it was shaming, <laughs> but the uh-huh. but throw throw into it that it just didn't make any sense because like the other woman was also. Doing literally the same thing. Shit, now mm. have a voice like this. Yeah. Like that was like the only difference between them. Like she was like, I want to fuck too, <laughs> like, but she wasn't saying it like I want to fuck. Yeah, but I I guess since you know her legs weren't harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case, at least her legs were harder to close than John Benet Ramsey's legs. Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> I love that they went back to that joke like more than three, like three different three times. times. <laughs> three uh, separate times. I, I, I don't know if it says something about me or my sense of humor, but I laughed harder the second time and I laughed even harder the third time. 
<laughs> no, yeah, no, it definitely says something about your sense of humor. Um, so, also, uh, before I jump to this next part, one of the random character developments is how Johnny talks about him and his dad don't see eye to eye anymore after he was uh, no longer the starting quarterback of the football team. And it cuts to, like, a quick little, like, black and white of him clearly playing catch with his dad. But doesn't show his dad. It's just no, him throwing show. a football. It's just him throwing a football. He's also the same exact age. Like the happened same yesterday. Age. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Johnny, it was yesterday. But I, I still remember it, though. But I still remember it. So, okay. So we cut to, I guess he's like a hunter or just some woodsy redneck roaming around with a gun. Um, no, uh, his name's Oscar. <laughs> And he had a name? Him. Yeah, he had a name. Get the fuck out of here. I got two facts for this. Uh, oh, I know exactly Amazon, what you're going to say. And I Amazon wait. has a, quite a couple of uh, facts for everybody on here. Uh, the actor's name is General Bastard. Mm-hmm. No, it's well, what's, from, what's his, what's his yes. actual name? Uh, General Bastard. Mm-hmm. And then... Not no. his title, his, his actual name. <laughs> I... I would love to go into the history books to try to find out what his actual name is, but it is General Bastard, as far as I'm aware. And he, he also he came from Michigan to record this. He came from another state. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes complete sense. <laughs> Do you ever feel like there's just a subculture of shitty actors that live in just one giant smoky basement that like fill the fucking need mm-hmm. for these kinds I mean- of? This was probably General Bastard's big break. He's like, I finally (laughs) got a role for a movie, a big time Hollywood movie, living in Michigan. I'm going to go wherever it takes me. And that's going to take me to Ohio. He literally, the capital of the world. (laughs) He literally just looks like the kind of guy who would try to sell you this movie in like a dark alley. He looks like the kind of guy that if you were filming a movie in the woods of Ohio, you would just find in the woods of Ohio and ask him if he wants to be in a movie. I was going to say, isn't this just like what people from Ohio look like? I don't, I don't know. Like, And there goes Dang. our Ohio listener. You know what? Thank you, you know Dan. What? Just we as lost, you hate Canada, <laughs> just, as you hate Canada just as you hate Canada, I hate Ohio. Ohio is the worst. I'm sorry. If you live in Ohio, get out right now. Ohio is the worst. <laughs> Okay, check that state off the list of uh, places this right. podcast is available. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> I guess when we start touring, we're not going to Ohio. Uh, Dan, quick quick question. Uh, so in a past episode, you said that you hated Ohio. Why do you hate us? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Next That's question. Wow. Yes, for Canada, too. Wow. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Um, That's fine. So as Oscar and his dog Flashy are just... Out in the woods, uh, Flashy runs off. You know, Oscar's like, oh, damn it, Flashy. And uh, as Flashy's just kind of walking around, uh, there's a uh, little, little totem sticking out of the ground. So Flashy's like, that's probably a good spot to piss. And as Flashy starts pissing on this totem, uh, it turns out it's actually uh, the tombstone of our antagonist, Turkey. Which, by the way, it even also shows on the cover of the movie, his name is Turkey, T-U-R-K-I-E. That's how you spell turkey, right? Yep. Is that like wings, W-Y-N-G-S, like turkey? You can't legally call it turkey? Yeah. Okay, good. I, 
I, all I had written down was like, how did the pea resurrect the turkey? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I had the same question. <laughs> well, that's but, a fun like, I had to. When pissed on, totems revive the dead. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and Flashy doesn't know that, and you can't fault Flashy for that. Well, the dog did gulp when the turkey was resurrected. That is true. I laughed very hard at that. I just love that there's no, like, period accurate dialogue attempts at all. It's just like if Ice Cube was born in 1621 <laughs> and it was a fucking turkey. No, I'm pissed. <laughs> That's, I was awesome. As the turkey's getting pissed on, he says, I'm pissed. And he kills the dog. What a dick. Stephen King would be proud. <laughs> Stephen King would be proud. That's right. So then we get a quick cut to who is apparently uh, Chris, Kristen's dad, who is a town sheriff and his, who's, you know, getting a nice cup of coffee from his wife. And then he proceeds to uh, spit the coffee out and say, goddamn woman, this coffee tastes like shit. What did you do? Shit in it? And she holds up the coffee cup uh, and says, actually, I did. I want a fucking divorce and walks out of the room. This was the best acting in the entire film. <laughs> it really it was. Uh, but it is shit, Austin. That's like also what I thought about. <laughs> I do have much. to. I do have to say, he had the most amazing mustache I've seen on any person in my entire life. <laughs> I also do like that. She says, "I want a fucking divorce," and she walks out of the room. He's like, "All right then." Okay. All right then. It's like, oh, okay. By the way, your stepmama left me. So uh, as I'm about to get to that, he does like a quick phone call to Krista. She's driving with Johnny and everyone and checking in on them with how their trip is going, asking if she's going to make it to the next night to his, uh, you know, sheriff's ball. Then just goes, all right, your stepmama left me. See you when you get here. Love you. Yeah, he he became quickly one of my favorite characters in this film and he only had like two scenes. So (laughs) Yeah, that was great. I I think he is my favorite character. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about the only two scenes I can remember. This being one of them and he is... Pretty fucking hilarious, actually. But that was one of the strangest, most indifferent divorces I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I loved it. So we cut back to, you know, our students in their car. And, it uh, you know, it breaks down for some reason that really isn't explained. And um, smoke uh, pouring out of the hood. And Chris, Allie asked, overheated. is it the tire? Oh, it overheated. It overheated, Chris. Uh, I must have just kind of blanked that part out. But don't worry. And once the car just kind of chills and, like, you know, takes a nap, it'll be uh, fine in the morning. So as they uh, decide, well, we'll just camp out in the woods for the night until the morning. Darren happens to stumble across a sign on the ground that says Crawberg, which I guess was the name of the settlement back in the day, even though the sign looks like it was just freshly painted in the director's garage. So they set up their campsite, and this is when Darren starts to tell them that he found the sign and starts telling them the legend and the tale of Turkey. So apparently... There was a Native American shaman, who I'm going to say Native American because the amount of times they just kept saying Indian made me uncomfortable, so I'm not going to repeat it. Eek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, was a uh, Washington football team shaman. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, so apparently this Native American shaman named Feathercloud uh, really had some beef with uh, one of the local pilgrims named Chuck Langston, who apparently is uh, one of Billy's uh, great ancestors. And apparently was just a hedonistic whore. And uh, Feathercloud was like, that's not cool, bro. So he decides to use some uh, necromancy and uh, basically creates Turkey. And who is said to appear every 505 years, basically to murder the white people. Two things here. 
Number one, oh, please come on. It's very weird that the best camera shots in this film are the animated story graphics from this scene. That is the best camera work in this film. And it there's no is. camera work. Um, the other thing is, like, it's really frustrating that they made that connection with Billy for no reason at all. Absolutely no reason. No, no, I, no. So as long as that's your only problem with this movie about the convenience of the connection to Billy. We haven't and- scratched the surface, but I'm going to let you go ahead. <laughs> I, that's it. It was awfully, also awfully convenient that it was, uh, so every 505 years, this happens with the turkey being resurrected. And guess what? In 15 minutes, it's 505 years since 16, whatever. 21. When this, 21 when this happened. Did they factor in daylight savings? I don't think they did, so. Is this the same thing we ran into in 2012 where it's like, well, it's not really 2012 on the Mayan calendar? You guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I'll do you one better, Mike. I was confused because he's like, in 15 minutes. Uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It'll be resurrected. But it was already resurrected, so I didn't really understand the point of saying that. Oh, the daylight savings. Yeah. Um, right, so he, was, he was making up for the daylight savings time. Solved it. Be- best movie ever now. Okay, now it makes <laughs> sense. You guys solved it. it. So, uh... <laughs> So Kristen walks away into the dark and decides to give her dad a phone call. And she's just, you know, letting him know, oh, the car broke down. We'll be back on the road in the morning. And where we get a <clears throat> a quick little jump scare of Turkey showing up behind her. And then she runs away and he just decides not to follow her and just lets her go. And she runs back to her friends at the campsite and she's freaking out. And they immediately all start making fun of her, except Johnny, who is just like, well, no, let's. Let's not just, you know, say she's crazy because he secretly wants to get in those pants. And then we cut to the morning where they're getting woken up by our hunter friend, Oscar, who's apparently on the search for the turkey and points out that uh, Billy's got some turkey shit sitting on him. I will say, too. I, what's your name? What's that girl's name again? Which one? The one who saw the turkey. Doesn't uh, matter. Kristen. No. Oh. Kristen. So Kristen was like. Out of all the people, I thought you'd believe me, Johnny. Out of everyone, you, Johnny. It's like, out of out of everybody, Johnny is the one you would lean on to believe you. Johnny would be the last person I would trust to do anything. You, second-string quarterback, I thought you would believe me. Look, if you can't trust a second-string quarterback, then who can you trust, really? That's, That's a very good point. Yeah. That's how I live my life. <laughs> so... The kids, uh, you know, they pack up everything. They head back to the car, which, after sitting overnight, is no longer overheated and it's perfectly fine. And uh, you know, Billy's kind of freaking out about the turkey shit being on him. And even though Johnny was free to back up Kristen over the night that she had solved the turkey, uh, the fact that Billy seems freaked out about it, Johnny just rips into him and just calls him an idiot, pretty much. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry, very sorry. Did we skip over the fact that like there was the bunny in the campfire? Oh yeah, I uh, missed that part. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! This yeah. is the best effects. <laughs> the little squeak as it ran through. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is going back to like where what's her name? Kristen makes the phone call to her father. The very nonchalant. Oh, your your stepmama just left me. Oh wait, no, no, no. That that, that was earlier. Anyway, she calls to yeah. reassure him that she's okay, uh, and the turkey is like stalking her, and then she runs back, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they just dismiss her completely. And then he tosses a bunny in there. And the one bitch, Allie, is just like, 
or it's a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's okay? What? <laughs> and the fact that Darren's immediately able to figure out, like, well, the way its stomach is hanging out, this bunny was beaked to death. No. Not just any beak, though. A turkey, a turkey beak. Yeah. What is, what is the curriculum necessary to become a turkeyologist? Because that's what he references. I mean, as a turkeyologist, I mean, I've gone <laughs> to many turkey seminars. And the shape of the beak is more narrow and pointed than any kind of other beak. Say your chickens. Or Welcome roosters. to Proboscis Chat. Here. <laughs> Does this go into bird? On horrible friends. This is Bird Law 101. <laughs> bird Law 101. But guys, uh, I have a question for you. Was oh, I know hey, it's hey, coming. Was was the fire gamey? You mean was the bunny gamey? No, the fire because the fire because the bunny was on the fire. So it, anyway, um, stretch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you tried to say the bunny was gamey, I'd give you that. <laughs> but if you're trying to say. Fire. Yeah. But was the fire spicy hot? But was it? All right. So wait, actually, uh, from last week, I have have something to tell you guys. So tugboats. So there's seagoing tugboats. There's harbor tugboats. There's river tugboats. All right. I'll, I'll tell you guys more about tugboats in a little while. Yeah, thank you. Subscribe, subscribe to Dan's Tugboat Facts and yeah. Again, meet up, meet up with Dan at TugCon. Again, we'll be at TugCon next year, guys. <laughs> no, we can't stress that. <laughs> Just remember, you're, you're subscribing to Dan's Tugboat Facts. Yes, that's that's DTF. Please. <laughs> this, uh, and as always, Dan will be de- having his DTF conference at TugCon. <laughs> Make sure Get you your tickets now. They're going fast. Make sure you see me there. Uh, it's you will see me there. Oh, Let's keep going. <laughs> oh God, I understand why Jarvis always wants to quit. I'm pretty sure I'm going to quit mid episode. Like I'm, I haven't decided yet, but like I think this might be the one. I'm Guys. just waiting to hear your just headset hit the table. Just I'm done. I'm out. Look, this this episode is harder to close than a John Benet Ramsey piece. <laughs> yeah. well, there, there's the thing. There's the we're, thing. We're not even to the point of closing it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's so we're not we're not at the point of closing it because it's harder to close than yeah, the John Benet. <laughs> God damn it. Alright. So anyway, we cut to the uh turkey walking up to a road and hitchhiking. And a guy immediately pulls over and asks, "Ask gas or grass?" And That's turkey what people re- say. Yep. And turkey responds with, "I guess I'll take ass." Did that guy want to fuck a turkey? Yes, yeah, absolutely. he did. No, no, no. He, he didn't want to fuck the turkey. He was actively going to yep. fuck the turkey. <laughs> he was. The belt was coming off. Yep. You heard the belt and the unzipping of pants. And I think his. I think the direct line was. That's a tight ass. Yep. And then the turkey said, but that's not for you. And he actually seemed very concerned. <laughs> yeah, but it's not for you. And the turkey turns and apparently has a shotgun now and points it to the guy's face and makes him call his daughter on the phone and then just shoots him in the face. 
As How does a turkey guy. hold a shotgun? You know. That's the question you have? After everything we've gone through so far? Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that seems I think it's a good question. question worthy. <laughs> I'm only asking to delay because I have no answer. Um, I think that goes into turkey forensics, and uh, I would like to know more as a turkeyologist. <laughs> well, at TurkeyCon later this year when we're there, right after TugCon, I'm sure we'll have a panel and we can uh, uh, answer all these important questions. Yeah, it's natural that TurkeyCon comes after TugCon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I almost pulled a Dan and just flipped it. Almost went. Well, you know, at TurkCon this. Uh, oh no! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> I think there was actually a goof in the scene, though, that Kyle said. Yes, please, Kyle, uh, point that out for us again. I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? Oh, so oh, cli- yes, unwatchable. Oh, you remember it? Uh, let me go back into my goofs that they said. Uh, yes. Yeah, so after the demonic turkey steals the car early in the film. It's clear in the next shot that the driver behind the wheel is human and wearing a seatbelt, as opposed to the demonic turkey driver one should expect. Yeah, I was already fully immersed in this movie, and this just killed it for me. Terrible. Just sloppy. It's irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah. That's a complaint you could make about this movie. Yep. One of the only complaints (laughs) that someone could make about the movie. All right, so I'm just going to do like a quick little cut. You know, Johnny drops everyone off at their, uh, you know, respected houses. I, I just, I just, I just want to say oh. that in, in, the, in the car, when they're going back to the houses, Darren says something to people saying, oh, I'm so happy that I'm here with you guys and finally with the cool kids. It's like, no, these are not the cool kids. And if you think that these are the cool kids, then I feel bad for you. So anyway, Johnny gets home. You know, sees his mom and get another little reference of that his dad just doesn't really care for him because he's not the starting quarterback of the football team. Um, no second-string so, quarterbacks in my house, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like is that he sits on the couch, you know, and says, hey, Pops. And his dad says, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, I'm great. How are you? And that's just the moment where dad just gets up with his newspaper and storms off angry. Like, he says, hey, how's it going? But then he's like, oh, that's right. I don't like you. And walks away. Well, the mom did say to Johnny that uh, he's like, I haven't. Well, Johnny's like, I haven't talked to Dad in so long, ever since uh, I got bumped down to second string after and I mom, played catch. Yeah, and the mom was like, "That was three weeks ago. I'm sure he's <laughs> over it." <laughs> well, you know, uh, newsflash: he is not over it. So Johnny decides that he's going to lie to his dad, and he goes outside and sits next to him and says. Now, Dad, I've got news. I'm the starting quarterback now. And this is when Dad all of a sudden loves and cares for his son. But but none of this is before Dad rips a long fart. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and he's just sitting there before he walks away. He just kind of responds to his son with a very long fart and then leaves. It's the ultimate son of disrespect. It really is. So, after Johnny tells his dad that he lies and says he's now the starting quarterback, his dad says, you know, I've never been more proud of you. You're taken right after your pops. I love you, son. To which point, all of a sudden, Turkey pops out and says, all right, enough of this bonding shit, and slits his dad's throat and cuts his head off. And then throws it to Johnny, saying... 
go long, Johnny. But he's a quarterback. Yeah. Cody, so go I, long. Yeah. He's yeah, not a wide receiver. Be, yeah. <laughs> that was it was a pretty good pun though. It was a pretty good It pun. was it, it was good. Johnny runs back to in, to the house yelling for his mom, which we see her throat's also been slit and her eyes apparently gouged out, but still standing perfectly upright in the kitchen. Yeah, I was confused. So Johnny runs away, gets in his, his Jeep, and he starts driving and that's, uh, doesn't say, oh, God, my parents are dead. Oh, God, my mom's gone. He says, no more pumpkin pie. No more cranberry sauce. Just I'm turkey. Like- I mean, it's a valid argument because I would argue <laughs> that the best part of Thanksgiving are the sides. The turkey is kind of secondary to the sides, like the mac and cheese and the cranberry sauce and the stuffing especially. So no more Thanksgiving sides, true tragedy. It's like the fattest thing you could ever say, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so... I like my sides. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Johnny drives, goes, picks up Darren, Billy, and Chris, and explains to them what happens, and they have to find Allie and kill this turkey. So now we cut to Allie, who's uh, brought random guy Greg to her house to have some sex. I didn't even know he had a name. Well, yeah, it's other things you find when you're uh, looking through the IMDb list and you just see Greg and you're wondering, well, who the fuck's Greg? And then you're watching the movie with the subtitles and you see just real quick where she's like, come this way. And then it just shows Greg. Okay. Who the fuck's Greg? Allie fucks Greg. <laughs> Allie fucks Greg. So, uh, and here's where we get very cringy moment. Um, I don't know why I thought it was funny then. But uh, so the turkey happens to get there and opens the door and we see possibly the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen. A fully clothed sex scene, more Uh or less. Yep. And turkey sneaks up behind Greg, slits his throat, and he then decides to take over for Greg and starts having sex with Adam. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. 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 It's not okay. Oh, nope, it's rape. It's, it, nope. It, it, it's not okay. Not at all. Rape, rape scenes are not fine. It's not funny. No, fuck you. You got stuffed. Joke. It's not funny. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But what was funny was the mm, pink pumpkin pie line before um, rape. God. Can we agree that was funny? The, the line it, was fine. Before the rape. Yeah. The line was fine. Everything else that preceded rape. it? No. No. Nope. I'm the you just got stuffed was literally was just a line. It was literally the only thing I remembered from seeing this movie 10 years ago. That line. I, yeah. remember, not, I remember nothing else mm-hmm. except that one line. I forgot, okay. the, I forgot the context and it's not okay. So I'm just going to quickly cut to, he says that breaks. No, let's neck. go slow. Let's go slow. No, let's really, really, slow. let's lay out this scene. <laughs> I nope, loved it. I'm already done and moving on. <laughs> it's over. And so is the turkey. And so is the turkey. Turkey's done. Yeah, turkey's canceled. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag cancel turkey. Oh, no. He hashtag. just means he's finished. Yeah, Correct. He, yeah, he's just finished. So everyone gets to Allie's house. Johnny goes inside and he comes back out and says, I, 
Uh, she's dead. All I found was this feather and this oh, gravy flavored <laughs> condom. Gravy flavored condom. Just the little touches are so thoughtful in this film. At least it showed that the condom was in date, according to that uh, expiration date on the wrapper. So, you know, I'm glad you focused so hard to find. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, it was on the screen. It was the only thing in a frame for a second. I mean, the worst that could have happened was if the turkey used an expired condom. That'd be the true tragedy (laughs) of that act that he committed. It really would. Are we suggesting that a turkey, like? A turkey went to a store, got mm-hmm. a gravy-flavored condom. The person behind the register was not freaked out by a talking turkey, rung him up. The turkey had money to pay for this and then laughed. I, I follow everything you've said so far. All right. What, what's your issue? Nothing. Please carry on, <laughs> I would like to point out, um, if he was wearing a gravy-flavored condom, wouldn't that just defeat the purpose of him saying it? You got stuffed? Oh, no. oh. I, I think oh, it would only add to it. Well, no, I'm not even going to try to break this down. I'm just going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, this is when they decide we have to kill this turkey. But how? So first, they say, oh, I'm sure we could find a book about it. No, the library's closed at this time of night. So Kristen just says, hey... My dad has books. <laughs> He's probably got turkey <laughs> I'm sure there's a book on how to kill the turkey somewhere in my house. And they all say, okay. Sounds and, logical to me. Yep. So we cut back to Kristen's dad, the sheriff. And I guess he just remembers, oh, I've got a, a, a turkey costume party to go to tonight. Puts on a turkey costume. Here's a knock at the door, and as he opens it, it's our friend the turkey wearing the classic glasses, nose, and mustache disguise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that part was not well explained. Like he had a he had a reminder picture on his fridge. Yep, it just says win tonight. <laughs> it was a costume contest. <laughs> win tonight. Yep. Could, they could have at least been like, oh, I forgot about the costume contest. <laughs> But they didn't even give us that. He just looks at his fridge, and then he puts on a turkey costume. Yep. Yep, that's it. It was supposed to be like a a policeman's ball, wasn't it? Yeah, because you know, the policeman ball, you dress up in your (laughs) finest turkey outfit. Have you been to many policeman's balls, Chris? I think not. (laughs) No, I go to it right after uh, uh, TugCon every year. Yep, TugCon followed by the policeman's balls. Just tug yep. on the policeman's balls at the TugCon. <laughs> they tend to go hand uh, in hand. Yeah. Oh, hand in something. Yeah. Like the ball, or at least ball in hand. It was good. It was good. So, Turkey says, oh, yeah, I'm one of Kristen's friends. So, he, can I come inside and wait till she gets here? We then get... The most uncomfortable and awkward scene of just them sitting at the table, drinking coffee, to which even the turkey goes, hmm, hazelnut? Yeah. Oh, good. This was one of my favorite scenes. And I, love why scene. I love this dad scene. is probably my favorite character <laughs> in the show. He's probably the only person that's not an absolute piece of shit. And he's uh, just like, trying to be a good host and getting this turkey some coffee. 
I will and, say though, uh, he, he thinks he's a midget, which was a little off and then says, I'm always advocating for you people. <laughs> he's you guys, very supportive. You guys know those like really late night adult swim commercials? on Cartoon Network. That's uh-huh. what this reminded me of. Like, just this, just this guy dressed up as a turkey and this turkey dressed up as a guy sitting at like a, a table <laughs> drinking coffee. Like, it you're felt- waiting for the Adult Swim like logo just to pop up on the table? A hundred percent. That's what I was waiting for the whole time. Yes, it did feel like a fever dream. Like, what is going on with this movie? So, Turkey decides, all right, well, I'm going to leave... Go find Kristen, and the sheriff says, huh, you're an odd duck. And this is what sets the turkey off, gets him mad, and he proceeds to kill the sheriff off screen. At this point, uh, Kristen and everyone get back to the house, you know, search through dad's books. Wait, no, hang on. I love this line so much. They pull up to the house, and she's like, this is my house. And Johnny immediately goes, I know. I dropped you off last night. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, so they get to the door, and sure enough, Turkey answers the door, but with her dad's face on his face. That was the turkey? <laughs> what? I don't remember this. I remember her dad answering the door. <laughs> yeah, so I. I remember her dad coming yeah, to the door. Yeah, all I remember is the dad. What's up, honey? Yeah, you know, her dad just got a little bit shorter and had some plumage. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what happens when you oh. get a turkey outfit. He was trying yeah. to win the contest. Yeah. You know it was a good costume. <laughs> it was Great. a really good costume. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, they all immediately believe this is her father. As everybody, I mean, I did. Yeah, um... And they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they even say we're here to look through some books to try and kill a turkey. To which the turkey's just kind of like, okay. No, I, I think they, they specifically go around it. They're like, why didn't you tell them that you were looking for some oh, books okay, to kill yeah. a turkey? That's right. <laughs> which Dad, they, you got books. Dad, you got books. books. I want to see these books. So they start looking through their books, which is a lovely quick montage of them just scanning through random books and even a quick little montage of Darren teaching Billy how to read. That's a very noble cause. Yeah. I, really, I actually uh, like that part a lot. Yeah. And I love that Darren finally finds a book and says, here, I found it. And Billy says, well, that took forever. And Krista responds, we've been here for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yeah, the the breaking of the fourth wall in this film uh, a couple times has been pretty good. Uh, sometimes it's overused, but this was this was fine. This is good. Yeah. So Billy starts going through this book and he says, "Well, the one way we'd have to kill the turkey is we have to remove the talisman around his neck." And then um, I think actually the next uh, next part of it, uh, like he has to figure out later, because um, there's a uh, a mathematical code in this ancient book about how to kill the turkey. Well, clearly, because the people <laughs> who wrote this mathematical code still thought the fucking earth was flat. So why wouldn't it be a mathematical code? Yeah. We all, we all get it. We all, we all agree it makes sense. Yep, I'm here. Yeah. All right, cool. We we get some more eeky lines, too, with uh, throwing out some more of those hard, hard R words. and Hard oh, R yeah. in the hard F in the same oh, like, yeah. one-minute Oh, yeah. 
So many. That's e's. why I didn't say it, so you guys could just comment on it, and it's not actually said. There you go. We threw it out. So there. we're not saying retard or faggot. We're I already not said it earlier. Either of those. No, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dan, Dan already said it earlier when he said Turk. Um, so yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I didn't say I didn't say with the Turk. I no, yeah, no, no, they were separate. It was two different sentences. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Tur- so Dan. Yeah. Dan didn't say that all Turks are retarded faggots. That's not. No, I didn't say. No, I I don't remember that. Nope, did not. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Let's roll back to tape. Let's Let's roll roll back. back. All right. Let's start. Dan, would you say so? We have a reference. (laughs) What's that? What am I saying? Yeah, just, uh, nothing. Just, don't don't say. Just yeah, move on. Come I'm on. I'm gonna move on. Get out of this cesspit. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy's tired of just sitting here trying to, you know, read books because reading's dumb and he's hungry. Words are hard. Words are hard. So he decides to go looking through Kristen's house to find the kitchen, and comes across the turkey dragging the sheriff's body along the floor, and has a quick moment of wait a minute. If that's the sheriff, then you're <gasps> the turkey. It shocked me too. Shocked me too. I was no, shaking I was my core. Blown away. <laughs> Didn't know how to crazy. Feel. Yeah, I couldn't process this moment. <laughs> and he quickly yells for everyone and uh to help catch the turkey, to which uh they start telling, We've figured out how to kill you. Billy grabs onto his neck which they're able to reach in and take the talisman from him, and the turkey runs away. And it's at this point is when Darren mentions that he has to crack this code in the book, and Billy finally says, fuck this, I hate books, I'm leaving. So Billy's walking down the street and uh, grabbing his stomach because he's just so hungry. And he starts to, I guess, hallucinate and sees a Freshly cooked turkey on the side of the road. And you even hear the voice of the turkey saying, It's okay, Billy. Eat me. To which Billy lifts this turkey and just pantomimes eating it. And then, Uh a la Alien, turkey bursts from his chest. And we get our second tagline of the movie, Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. The way you uh, said "eat me" was just so unsettling. I never. I know. Again. <laughs> Holy shit! That was the scariest part of this whole film was <laughs> you recalling it. You're welcome. Um. So, quick question: Did Billy eat the turkey when he thought it was the hologram, or did yes, the, did the turkey like shoot him from his back and just go through his front? Also, yes. <laughs> also, yes. Is that your only question? Like not <laughs> there are so many. Dan is a count. I have all the questions. Um, and, Why did you know, he eat a roadside turkey? Why did he not just go to McDonald's or something? Well, well he so, did because he was eating fries all of the five minutes they were looking for that book. So clearly, that's someone true. Made a McDonald's run. <laughs> I but, mean, clearly, he has never seen the masterpiece movie that is Rubber, because you know not to eat. Roadside turkey. I was having a good time, and then you said that movie name. <laughs> you said the hard R. You said the hard. You said R. the hard R. Hard R. Oh no! Don't cancel me. I didn't mean the hard R. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, you know what's even funnier is that the fact I'm still taking notes because at this point, this is the scene right after they use all of like those horrible football cliches between um, Johnny and Kristen. I loved it so much. The football it was the best. cliches. 
Like you can't it was just call so it good. audible. Like, so, oh my god, it, it that was the point I decided I didn't want to live anymore. And uh, but and yet I continued to take notes. <laughs> I knew you're still here so, on this plane. It was so obvious and just shoehorned in. It yeah. made it so much better. So everyone else finds Billy's body, you know. <laughs> His insides burst out, and Darren is just so upset, and he's just saying, Billy, no. Oh, it's not even that bad. You're fine. And then we cut to just a beautiful best of friends montage between Darren and Billy playing hide-and-seek and just eating ice cream cones, and it's just fantastic. This was sadder than the Titanic. It really was. Do you mean the highlight of the movie? This was this was the the dedication song from Darren to Billy. It was, <laughs> it was the highlight of the movie for me, and it was just so ridiculous. That it was so good, yeah. It was really good. If for no other reason you you don't watch this movie, please just watch this part. This part's amazing. <laughs> so uh, after this moment is when uh, Darren has cracked the mathematical code, and they learn that. They have to find the turkey in his little teepee, which then they have to say this prayer backwards and then burn him alive like a witch. So then we cut to the turkey in his teepee where he is tossing a salad. <laughs> like an actual a, salad. Yep, an actual salad. And he says, oh, a nice salad in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He's been like, you know, eating flesh just for the fuck of it. But like, he goes back home and he, you know, he makes a nice cob salad. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of respect him. I, I don't know. <laughs> it grounded him as a character. We really like fleshed yes. him out. Yeah, it really did. This is when uh, Johnny, Kristen, and Darren show up and they confront the turkey where Johnny makes some kind of comment about him eating a salad. Which I'm pretty sure involves one of our uh, words. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they start saying their chant backwards, which I'm pretty sure at several points they were all saying a different word. And it were, I feel like they he literally told them like, "All right, so just start saying anything." <laughs> Should we all be saying the same thing? Like it's a chant? No, 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 no. So everyone just say something different, and it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah, because they have to tie the turkey up, and uh, basically, Billy says he's going to pull get a rope out of the the jeep, and he hands Darren just a very narrow string. Yeah, tie the turkey up with this rope I had in my uh, jeep, which is actually a string. Yep. Uh, the turkey is able to uh, get away from them and makes a run for it out of his teepee, where he walks into the barrel of Oscar's shotgun, and bang. It's blown in the face, goes flying into a trash can, even though everyone refers to it as a dumpster. Even though it is clearly a just normal trash can. What is a trash can except a budget dumpster? Fair. But do you really need a budget dumpster? Like You could go anywhere to like the back of a building, anything, and just do a quick shot of this dumpster. Because it's it's not like they're really trying with... A lot of the filming here. They could have easily just quickly, all right, let's just get behind the McDonald's. All right, film it. Make the sound of the dumpster. Close the lid. All right, run. Go, go, go. So just like 
tug con just back of the alleyway just yeah, film yeah. it get it done with we, we yeah, really that's, yeah. that's what tug con will be held this year right by the socially dumpsters distanced, <laughs> socially distanced we can't <laughs> we can't emphasize enough how much we are really trying to advertise tug con this year okay <laughs> it's it's gonna happen meet us at the dumpster behind that wendy's um <laughs> we'll have those extendable arm clamp things like that that's our social distance thing bring know, in the yeah, gotta be careful yeah, the clamps to show off the tugging. The clamps to show off the, the tugboats. Yeah, yeah, to show off the tugboats. We, we're going to pull around the tugboats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they immediately all go. Well, he's dead. He's dead as shit. All right. Well, let's just get out of here and enjoy the rest of our evening. And of course, we get a cut to that. This isn't just some regular trash can. It's filled with nuclear waste. Uh oh. Like most suburban trash cans tend to be. Yeah, obviously. So Johnny, Kristen, and Darren go back to her house and they just sit on the couch and let's you know, let's just watch a movie to where Johnny even says, you know, this is a this was a horrible night this was. I'm glad it ended this way. And I'm like, Your parents are dead. <laughs> They're in their she is in their house. Like the house where her her dad is dead. Right. Yeah, like just get, her yeah, dad on the is floor, dead so. in yeah. the next room. Yes, but movie. But Billy <laughs> and Billy's still outside on the sidewalk in front of the house. That's true. Just guts everywhere. But you know, I'm glad. I'm glad this is where the night is now. Watching the night of the living dead. Watching the Johnny night of and the Darren. Dead. Yep. So Johnny and Kristen finally get a you know loving and tender moment to where Darren's like, all right, well, I'm going to go look for a snack. So he leaves them, goes Wait, to her so, kitchen. So Darren and Kristen start having sex, right? And and Johnny and Kristen, yeah. Johnny. Darren uh, wishes. Darren yeah. wishes. He said he was going to fuck somebody, but I guess, I guess never you could, I guess you could say that Kristen's legs were harder to close than John Benet Ramsey case. <laughs> all right, that's three. <laughs> boom. That, that's it. <laughs> boom. Yep, we said three. That's it. Yep, that's the last one. <laughs> Although I think earlier Dan tries to recreate the joke in a moment, but I think he just says, too bad her legs were harder to close than John ja- ja- Benet's legs. And no one laughs. <laughs> no one laughs. <laughs> if we can't use that joke again, I don't know how we're going to close this podcast out. Oh, it's going to be harder to do it. John Benet's <laughs> <Randy's. laughs> Hey, we did it. We got the fourth yeah, one. we did it. All right. Goodbye. So, so, Goodbye. Yep. So Darren gets to the kitchen, starts rummaging through a fridge, and all of a sudden, a meat thermometer goes flying right into his ass. And which was good, yeah, I that was that him. I love that the temperature shot up when it was in his ass. <laughs> it went to like one eighty. Like, yeah, what a hot temperature! Apparently, one hundred and eighty degrees. Your if your core temperature is more than fucking hundred degrees, like you got a, more than ninety nine, you got fucking problems, dude. I think you're dead. Uh, but don't anything more yeah. than 107. Yeah, you're roasting. So a small scuffle ensues between Darren and the turkey, to which turkey uses its beak to rip out Darren's tongue and then his heart. But don't worry, Darren just has this lovely, peaceful moment of sealing Billy, who's saying, "Come on, Darren. There's no turkeys up here." It's safe here. 
And Darren just gets so happy and just follows Billy into the light and dies. Well, they were reunited, finally. Yes, God. It was a very uplifting, heartwarming moment. You know, two bad friends found each other again. When you share ice cream and you play hide and seek, you get a real special bond that not even a turkey can break. And that is the true meaning of this movie. The turkeys will not tear us apart. The Turks will not tear us apart. They've been trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move on and not let you say anything else. So apparently Johnny fell asleep for a second because he's like, oh, he's going to have strangest dream that the turkey wasn't dead and that trash can was full of nuclear waste that reanimated him. Ah, but it's just a dream. I'm going to go look for Darren. <laughs> to which he walks to the kitchen and finds Darren's body, tongue and heart ripped out, and the turkey stabs him with an electric knife. That's a turkey yep. carver. That is a turkey yes, carver. Yes, it is. A turkey used the turkey carver. So Darren, Johnny's being attacked. Kristen runs in. She punches the turkey. And she takes Johnny out to her garage where he's just bleeding out. And she says, do you still have your lighter? To which she grabs a can of spray paint, which I'm glad they wrapped the spray paint in a paper towel. So you don't actually see whatever brand that spray paint is. Because if they only had $3,500 for this budget, they could not afford to pay for that. They did that earlier with the beers, too. Everybody yeah. had their the, the labels of the beers in their hands, which is very funny. <laughs> yep. So the turkey approaches them, and she pulls out the can and the lighter and sets the turkey ablaze. But before it can really be dead, Johnny reminds her, oh no, you have to kill it like a witch burned at the stake. So she goes, okay, and and pulls out a baseball bat and swings and knocks the turkey into a perfectly placed pyre of wood, to which the turkey sets the entire pyre ablaze. Yep. And as the turkey lands there, a perfectly roasted turkey leg pops on the ground. And Oscar shows up out of nowhere and says, ah, you did good, gal. And Kristen picks up the turkey leg, bites it, and says, I know. (laughs) And then she walks away. As we just watch the turkey die and burn in the fire, we cut to a lovely family having a turkey dinner. A random family. Random family. We have no idea who the (laughs) fuck these people are. And as they're saying grace, we see the turkey kind of starts to shake. And it stands up and says, do I smell a sequel, biatch? And jumps at the screen. Credits. And everyone said, no. no." (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody clapped. (laughs) And everyone clapped, yes. Because they were so happy it was over. Holy Um, shit. Yeah, guys. A lot to unpack. That was a lot to unpack. Let's uh, go ahead. Do we really have to say much about cinematography? Uh, Well, hold on. Uh, You know, just in case we want to hear a word from our, our friendly sponsors, this is where that would go. And this is where we come back out of that. I don't think anybody wants to be associated. <laughs> no, I ho- I hope not. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, let's let us do cinematography and special effects. Uh, let's do this in a fun way. Let's see. Uh, 
Jarvis, seeing as you like this movie so much, can oh. you give me in five words or less cinematography and special effects? I want to kill myself. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that works. That All works. right. Cool. We're, we're moving on. Okay. No. It, uh, okay. Five words. No, I, I, no, he said five no, words or less. You said five yeah, you words. Did it. It's over. You did it. Okay. Um, I I will say we have honestly seen more film uh, films that had more money do worse with cinema, like actually setting up the camera shots and everything than this film did. I'm not giving it credit. I'm just saying there's worse out there. Surprisingly, um, I did see that this film was uh, it was done by two guys going into their senior year on their spring break or their summer break rather, and it was filmed in. Break. It was done on uh, the Thanksgiving break. Yes, correct, and. Uh, it was done in, it was filmed in 11 days. Would you believe it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, assumed I assumed it was probably more like three or four days. So or, or even with, two days. They, so what they do with the other 10 days? Uh, well, one of those days they <laughs> met, um, they met, what's her name? The, the, the goody two shoe girl. What's her name? Uh, Kristen? Kristen. Yeah. Kristen, they met her at a coffee shop and just said, Hey, do you like the sound of this movie? Do you want to be in it? And that was like day three of filming. This was within the same 11 this, days. This was within the same 11 days. They found Kristen said, do you want to be in this? And the next day she started filming. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not trying to use the word hero, but she was like the hero of this movie. <laughs> so for you, for you not to have your main lead actor, when you start filming and you only have 11 days and you pick this girl up in the middle of it, that says a lot about it, what you're going to do with this movie. There's a lot about a lot of things. I will say moving on to sound effects, special. there's nothing here. There, there's <laughs> nothing. Just empty. <laughs> it's just, there's the music, the opening music as much. I don't know if you were joking when you said uh, that you liked it, Mike. I actually did like the song. It was it's kind of catchy. It was garbage. Uh, and then uh, yeah, that was it. There's nothing to it. So I really um, appreciate Kyle being our dad and all this, and just being like, "Guys, I got this. Don't worry." It's oh, he's absolutely yeah. <laughs> just, just holding our hand through this entire experience. Oh, what you think Kyle. about the turkey itself? Like the puppet uh, turkey? It was fine, actually. Yeah, that that was that was actually probably where uh, three thousand of the thirty five hundred dollars uh, went. Yeah. Towards. The other <laughs> five hundred went to coffee. Yes, uh, or the special. The Amazon wanted me to let me know that. Because of the limited budget, the special effects budget was very low. That's why you saw the the hologram turkey get eaten. Um, yeah. I and I said, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Um, I mean, is it cheaper to have a hologram turkey than just to go out and you know buy an actual turkey? I I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess in that route. Uh, Dan, what do you have for a spoopy scale for us? Honestly, real quick, before Dan oh, gets a spoopy scale, um, seeing as when we did uh, that other R-word movie, um, you know, before Dan gave us his, Jarvis opposed, uh, proposed his rating, so I would like to propose mine. So, so of at a zero to five of the maximum words Jarvis is about to, allowed to say about what he felt of the movie, how many gobble gobbles would you give this film? So out of one or two gobbles? Yes. Is, is it I, one out of five or one out of two? No, I reject this system. I think we should go back to the <laughs> classic <laughs> spooky meter that we have known for so many episodes from Dan. Dan, go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, you asked for it. Rude. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um, 
So, uh, if you are listening to this on Thanksgiving, which is when we were originally releasing this, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, in the season of Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we're all going to eat a whole lot of food. Uh, but no one really thinks about how many calories you're really taking in when you're eating. Uh, so, as per Wallet Hub, uh, which is a personal finance website, uh, they say that the average American eats about 4,500 calories on Thanksgiving, uh, which is twice the recommended calorie intake. <laughs> um, uh, holy shit. Yeah. So those are uh, numbers. Yeah. I'm planning on doing that today for sure. At least. Uh, so guys, I'll let you decide if in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I'll, I'll, I'll extend it to Chris as well. And I'll say, if you want to use Chris's scale, go for it, but you better use my scale. Uh, and zero to 4,500 <laughs> calories. How many calories would you eat for this movie? Uh, I guess I'll I'll start off here. Um, oh goodness, uh, there is no scary part of this film. Um, I'm I'm abstaining from dinner. I guess at that point, I'm I'm just gonna stay with uh, none calories. I will starve. Uh, <laughs> as far as far as overall with this film, I you look, it isn't good. I would I would honestly probably say something along the lines of. Um, give me like a dinner roll so maybe like 150 calories or something like that only because this is this is not a good film you shouldn't go into it and even as like a bad movie it's not that good as a bad movie i don't i don't really know but i think if you have a number of friends and you've had a number of drinks this might be okay to watch (laughs) this might be something you want to give it a dinner roll's worth of attention and then not pay attention to it for this whole 60 minutes of this film well, uh, also basically like Kyle, um, e- even though I've seen this movie before and at the time with my stupid 18 or 19 year old brain, I thought it was hilarious. Now watching it, I am also going to starve and not have taken any of those calories. And that's it. I literally have nothing else to say. It's, it's just bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris, you should be. Um, but I'll go. Um, so I, I, I want to m- mention something that I found as the silver lining in the movie. You know, it's not every day that you see a director have such an emotional tie to one of the roles that they've created that they feel the need to take lead on that role, to embody that role. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it before in Hollywood. Brad Bird who is the director of The Incredibles with Edna Mode. Um, we see it a lot with Quentin Tarantino movies. We've gone as far back, um, if you're a, just an old movie buff fan of like Alfred Hitchcock, Orson Welles, they tend to do a lot of cameos in their movies for certain roles. Um, in our case, Jordan Downey decided that Turkey was such a profound and surreal character that he and only he alone could could take on the task of, of, you know, reaching the emotional apexes required to play Turkey. Um, this movie is terrible. This movie is just awful. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. If your friends recommend you watching it, which is the only way this movie is ever watched. Um, yeah. And I love Thanksgiving calories, but I too am abstaining from dinner. Okay, I'm going to be a bit of a contrarian. <laughs> you? Okay. So I yeah, wow, I never see that coming. What? 
Okay. So I didn't hate this movie because, I mean, there were some problematic, like, words used in it and some pro- one very problematic scene. But this movie is not, it's a bad movie that's meant to be bad. It's self-aware. It knows exactly what it is. It's not just a poorly done movie like Rubber or Conjuring the Devil. It's more of, to me, it's more of a deathbed type situation where, like I said, it knows exactly what it is. It's meant to be satire. I'm not going to have a full meal. I mean, as much as I do love my sides, as I've said, I'm going to be skipping the sides, not having a second helping. So out of a scale of 4,500 calories on this Thanksgiving dinner, I'm going to say about 1,000 calories. I'm going to have a little serving of turkey just to get a taste, enjoy the holiday, but not get too uh, committed to it. There were some funny scenes, like my favorite scenes were the uh, coffee between the sheriff and the turkey, uh, Darren's tribute to Billy after he dies. There was some redeeming qualities to this movie, but overall, it's a movie that you watch with friends after a couple of drinks and enjoy it. Maybe watch it once, not once a year, but it's a one-time thing just to experience it. So a thousand calories and zero spoopiness. I think I'm going to be kind of in the middle of, of most of you guys and Mike. Um, like th- there's, we talked about, there's a lot of problematic stuff. It's very dated for like, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you would see as an 18 year old in 2008 and be like, ha 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 ha. Look, the turkey's raping or like, eek. Um, or like the words that they use. Uh, like, I mean, all these things are problematic. Like, so it, it's very dated. It's, it, it doesn't age very well. But at the same time, I, I agree that there's a lot of things that were just really funny. It's very aware that it's not a serious movie. Um, and I appreciate that aspect of it. Like I usually do with movies like this. I believe that I had the same opinion of conjuring the devil where I was like, this movie's pretty self aware. It's just too long. This movie was not too long. An hour was fine. Um, so, man, I, I don't know, like 500 calories. I'm not getting like anything. I, I'm going to get a little bit of potato salad because I like some potato salad, but I think I'm, show me potato salad. I'm going to regret it afterwards because it had too much mayonnaise in it. So I'll probably end up puking or get, have diarrhea or something over it. But like, you know, in the moment, I think I was all right with it. But then when it sat with me, I didn't really like it. So watch this movie maybe one time and then. You should probably never watch it again <laughs> because it's not good. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty much where the sweet spot is. Watch it once, maybe with some friends, if you really honestly have an hour to kill. But other than that, don't ever watch this movie again. No, but then you uh, forget about it, and then you remember little bits and pieces of it, and you recommend it in ten years, and then twenty you regret years. doing that, and everybody hates you for it. Nothing, Chris. As, Nothing. As is, as is tradition. <laughs> yeah, as is tradition. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm sitting here writing my apology letter. <laughs> <laughs> I want it notarized. <laughs> sorry, pizza notary. I can have that done. Just fantastic. I, I want that framed. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess if everybody's done. I I think that we want to apologize, and we do want to say if you have some hate mail, go ahead and find us on all of our uh, social media stuff and yell at us. Apparently, just anyway. send it to me. Yeah, send it straight over to Chris. You can totally add him. Um, 
And I want to thank uh, Connor McLeod for our artwork. I want to thank Andrew Cavanaugh for our intro and outro music. And I want to thank you for listening. If you can, you know, rate us and wherever you can and uh, take our apology for where it's at. It's, this is a bad movie. Um, and then I guess we'll see you next time. Chris, uh, what do you have to say to all the Thanksgiving loving turkeys out there? Thanks for stopping by and having a, a horrible time. Thank you.